Hey guys, this is Matt with Power Shift Media. Today I am going to actually be doing something just a wee bit different. I'm actually going to be doing a solo podcast. It is a Saturday night, approximately 10 p.m. Eastern, and I'm coming at you solo uh, from my house over here in the Dayton, Ohio region. Nathan has been extremely busy with the car lot, um, the fabrication business. He is just a man that wears many hats. And myself, I have my child down to sleep, and my fiance seems to be sound asleep as well. So I decided it's been quite a long time, uh, quite a bit has changed. So I just wanted to go ahead and drop a podcast just to kind of update everybody. I've been getting some private messages on the Mitsubishi Mirage forums and a couple other different forums, which I certainly appreciate the correspondence. I've been getting asked kind of what's happened with all the cars. Um, Nothing new has dropped, and that is most certainly not intentional. Um, For one, with my career, um, I'm still very much a truck driver, and I have been working a lot of weekends lately with freight picking up. Obviously, the pandemic has really kind of changed the status quo for everything, especially in my industry. Uh, With truck drivers kind of keeping the the country moving, as they say, Um, I've just been working an insane amount of hours. I've been home a lot more than I have been kind of back in Nathan's region. So I decided to kind of drop a solo podcast because he has been absolutely swamped, kind of trying to hold down the fort back home. So I decided why not. I'm going to kind of just fill everybody in and let everybody know more or less what's been going on. Um, Nathan has been running the car a lot and the car a lot has been going on. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about it in previous podcast episodes. So that has been going on. Um, there's been several cars that have been sold. Um, we've had a Mazda speed six that Nate and I kind of had a joint effort putting back together. Um, sold it to a buddy of ours. Um, just a couple other different vehicles, just this last weekend, my fiance, I, and Nate kind of put an engine back into a Mazda Speed 3 that has some awesome mods on it. Got that car mostly back together, and when I left, Nate was kind of dialing that thing in, and before too long, that car is going to be up for sale uh, with a, I believe that had a Cork Sport 18G Turbo on it. I mean, that thing had some like super awesome, tasteful mods. So it's been a just kind of a little bit of a mixed bag with that kind of stuff going on. And life has just been absolutely crazy, to say the least. <laughs> so that's why I'm recording solo tonight. So, yeah, Nate and I are very still much in touch. It's just been kind of, you know, as they say, adulting. So I decided to drop an episode tonight. There has just been an insane amount that has changed. Um, I do hope the audio comes out good. 
Um, I usually have the iPhone adapter to adapt a microphone. I do not have it today, so I'm kind of shooting it off of my iPhone 11 Pro Max's uh, microphone here. And I'm doing this completely unrehearsed. <laughs> so I guess let's start out kind of with the elephant in the room. I have been asked multiple times, and I certainly appreciate it. Matt, what has happened to your Mirage? Why are we not hearing about the Mirage anymore? You know, has there been any changes to the car? And that's a little bit of a loaded question. So, my Mirage, my 2017 Mirage that... And I just went through and watched the video I, I shot a few years back with it to kind of get inspiration for a new video coming up. <laughs> I guess kind of let's start from the beginning... About three months ago, I was driving the car to work, and I was sitting at a red light, an eighth mile from work. I was sitting stationary. I had a Ford F-250 in front of me, and the next thing I know, I'm completely shell-shocked, essentially. I got rear-ended at about 40 mile an hour. I was stationary. And I got rear-ended so hard, I got pushed into the trailer hitch. He had a trailer ball on his F-250, put it right through my radiator, right through my front bumper. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, we're pretty unfiltered in this podcast, so this bitch did not have insurance. She was under the influence, just a, a whole plethora of issues. It ended up becoming a, a long legal litigation insurance. Um, luckily, she admitted a fault, and she was texting and driving. She didn't have insurance. Just There was a lot going on. Eventually, I get my insurance company to pay the claim. Uh, the car ended up being totaled, which was an extremely sad thing. Uh, the police showed up. I had hit my knees off of the steering column. I was a little on the banged up side. I was out of work a few days trying to figure out what to do about the car. <laughs> um, the fact that I had to go to the ER to get my knees examined for my insurance. <clears throat> like, not even a week prior, I went to start the car. The car would not start. For some reason, it was flashing the, the key light for my 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 wireless key. I had to have it towed to the Mitsubishi dealer in Fairborn, Ohio. It had blown some kind of fuse in a body control module, and uh, thanks to my CarMax warranty, it was replaced. I literally had the car back from warranty for three days when it got rear-ended. Uh, police showed up, showed me not being responsible for the accident. They had said, hey, you know, the lady admitted fault. You're not going to be held responsible for this accident. Uh, the car does seem to be leaking some fluids, but if you're comfortable driving at home, you can drive at home. So I was about, I live about eh, four blocks from work, and I went ahead and I left the car home. So I took the car home, and it was quite snowy at the time, and I parked the car and I noticed it spewing a red fluid out of it. I immediately recognized it to be a CVT or power steering fluid and I shut it off. 
Uh, they went and towed it to the body shop about four days later. I had gotten a pretty badass rental. I had gotten a 2020 uh, Ford Expedition Max uh, twin turbo Echo Boost. I mean, this thing was fucking loaded and banging offs and sound. I had this thing for a month. Uh, that's how long it took to deal with this legal litigation. It was absolutely insane. They declared a loss. Um, my insurance company pays for a rental for 30 days, and at that point, you're kind of kind of stuck on your own. So at that point, I kind of came to a, a crossroads, and I had to decide what to do about this whole situation. Uh, the Mirage wasn't coming back home. Um, unfortunately, if you follow the podcast, you know we had fabricated a, a meaty one-inch front and a 7 8 inch rear sway bar. I just put a new battery in it, redone a bunch of grounds. I wasn't allowed to pull any of that off of it. So I, at that point, I, I really had a decision to make. And ironically, my fiance just walked into the room um, as I'm recording. Um, my daughter's being put to bed, and my daughter always has this habit of my fiance laying down with her. And my fiance, when I tell you my life's crazy, she's suffered a, a pretty severe fall. And she's sitting over here looking like she just went like three rounds with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> So I don't really know if she's going to chime in on the podcast, but she's more than free to. But she's banged up. Her nose is uh, <laughs> fractured in three places. Um, you know, she looks all fucked up. But she may or may not chime in at certain points here. But I had this awesome Ford Expedition rental, um, a $90,000 vehicle, and I can very much tell you I, I will probably own one of those in the next few years. Not new, um, because depreciation on Ford is a beautiful thing. I can get one in probably three or four years in the 40s. I can tell you now I will have one. Uh, you can go ahead and pretty much just notate that. I will have a, a King Ranch Ford Expedition that's a few years old in the next few years. Um. I guess kind of to expand on that, um, that is one of the best all-around vehicles I've ever tested. Not because it's a sports car, because it isn't, that's why I liked it. You know, I, I have the luxury of testing and having fun in so many different vehicles. And it was so refreshing to jump into something that had heated, cold seats, a heated, cold steering wheel, power-adjusting pedals, dull panoramic sunroofs, banging offs and audio... Um, an absolutely amazingly responsive infotainment UI, just 360 backup camera. yeah, 360 backup camera. The thing pretty much just did everything. Sport mode that would actually allow you to launch in four wheel drive, which it would. This thing would mob. And drift. Um, yeah, absolutely drift, Nathan put that thing through one of the most aggressive drifts I've ever seen in a seven-passenger SUV. It was absolutely hysterical. But all-around great vehicle, and when you're not driving it like a complete dick, uh, you'll get 25 miles of the gallon with it. Uh, you put it in eco mode, 10-speed uh, automatic, twin-turbo, uh, V6, 400 horsepower. Can't even feel the damn thing shift unless you're in sport mode. I cannot say enough good about the leather quality, the fit and finish. 
The overall finish of the vehicle, you might ask yourself, you know, $90,000 for a non-King Ranch for a Ford, does that make sense? No. Buy it used, depreciated. Is the quality there? Absolutely. I have driven European vehicles of the same price point that were of lesser quality. I can tell you if you're wanting something to tow your, your race car with, um, that will put you in ultimate comfort, uh, X5, X7 style, without any of the reliability hassles. This is what you want to buy. It It's the jam. But I had it a while, but what I haven't delved into was before the Miata got totaled, I had bought another vehicle. This was before the Miata, I'm sorry, I just spilled it, didn't I? Before the Mirage ever got wrecked, I had bought a Miata. Uh, I was sitting on Nate's couch, and I was actually looking for a Subaru Crosstrek with a stick shift. Uh, I was looking for something all-wheel drive. Winter, this very last winter in Ohio, was absolutely brutal. Um, even on snow tires in the Mirage, with truck driving, it, it was tough. I started looking for an all-wheel drive SUV. And I couldn't tell you why. I just filtered out all stick shifts. I was shopping on Carvana's app. And my car showed up. Uh, one owner, 22,000 mile, 2011 uh, Mazda Miata. And uh, red stick shift. Absolutely impeccable shape. And uh, they were asking $13,900 for it. And I said, that seems a little steep for 2011, but that has no miles. I got more pictures of it, and I immediately uh, put an application to buy it. I was approved within five minutes, and I had the car a week later. It showed up right in front of my house. Showed up on this crazy-ass flatbed, and the guy asked me if I was happy with it. Um, you're allowed seven days, a thousand miles or something. Um, the minute I, I sat in the car, adjusted the mirrors and fired it up, I said, uh, this one be staying here. <laughs> and I drove it down the road, and I've been in love with it ever since. Um, car was kept in Arizona, just completely virgin, never done to it. Absolutely mint. Went through the dealer records, uh, belt had been replaced, uh, diff had been serviced, basic stuff. Um, since I've had it, I went through and replaced the faulty NC Miata expansion tanks, the plastic ones that are just known to explode at any given moment. I have a good one racing uh, build aluminum expansion tank with an HKS radiator cap. I went ahead and I went through and I popped a Tomai uh, titanium exhaust on the rear, which has been the best mod possible for that car. It, it's just amazing. Um, went ahead and I threw a cane and panel filter in it for now. I'm gonna have a good one racing, uh, set of motor mount showing up for it. Um, kind of upgraded all the, the lighting to LED. I put a weighted, uh, nuke performance shift knob in it. I did every fluid in it, uh, modal diff, uh, red line for the trains, red line for the engine. <clears throat> kind of just got a feel for underneath the car. And I just took it on about a 300-mile cruise today. Uh, cruise set at 80 mile an hour, and the car could not have performed better. 
I just now have about 23,500 miles on it. I couldn't really drive it a lot through Ohio winter. But I've got to tell you, with the Tomai uh, exhaust on it, I have no silencer in it. Um, it's absolutely the best-sounding non-rotary I've ever had. Uh, it pops, bangs, crackles, kind of has the burble going on on downshifts and diesel. <laughs> it's a lot like an RX-7 without the braps. It's it's pretty fucking amazing. And on the NCs, you're getting 170 horsepower stock, 2,300 pounds. Um, really nice power to weight ratio. Extremely good handling out of the box. Um, my car currently has 205 Pirellis on it. Uh, they will bust loose for sure. I've had the car drift out on me probably 5, 10 times now. Um, my fiance uh, for my birthday last month bought me a set of Einke RPF1s. Um, they're actually in rose gold, which makes them very unique. Uh, even though they're very popular amongst Miatas, especially NAs, um, they're in rose gold, 17 by 8s. I have a set of Pirelli uh, PS4S showing up Monday. I'm very excited. Uh, 225s. And it's looking like my buddy Zach here in Dayton is going to be chucking a set of lowering springs on it to get that additional camber to really kind of stand some out and clear the fenders. So kind of getting it set up for the handling portion of life. So, yeah, I do have the Miata, and I never really thought I'd have one. I wasn't too sure how I felt about them. And within the time I put the first 50 miles on it, I, I pretty much knew I was a Miata guy. It's kind of hard to explain, but I guess to put my journalistic hat on, it's the the mix of the steering precision, the eagerness to turn in, the short ratio gearing, the limited slip diff. It truly is one of the best packages you're ever going to find for the money. If you're wanting to delve into an enthusiast track car, but you don't quite have Corvette money, you don't quite have Porsche Cayman money, you don't quite have 997 uh, Carrera S money, this is an awesome way to start. Um, I can say I do have the money to afford those cars for sure. I just didn't quite want to tackle that much at the moment. I seen this Miata. I thought it was a handsome car. And I said, well, I bet that would be fun. And I have not regretted it because I was looking at 997 Carrera S as I've driven them. I've experienced them. I love them. And I think the Miata is a far better value. <laughs> There's just a very compelling case to be made for the car. And, uh, you know, ask me if I have a regret. I certainly don't. The car I replaced the Mirage with was actually a car Nathan offered to me. I kind of expressed I didn't want to take on another car payment if I could avoid it for a daily. There was really no need. Uh, he offered me up a 1993 Mitsubishi Eclipse 4G63 5-speed car. And it was running and driving quite roughly. Um, definitely had some issues. Was running without the MAF plugged in. Um, I bought the car for 1800 bucks. In really good shape, no real rust on it, uh, five speed. 
Uh, car wasn't really making temp, just had some issues. I chucked a thermostat in it. I started driving home and actually broke down about halfway home on me. Um, my fiance had to push it to the side of the road. Welcome to the DSM family. And uh, I basically unplugged the injectors. I could tell it was flooded. I limped at home. Started going through diagnosis, put a new MAF on it. I bypassed the FIAV, deleted the EGR, uh, put a new ISC on the car. I got it to idle. It, I mean, it idles perfect. But never would run with the MAF plugged in, and it bucked so hard on your idle, you could feel the motor mounts moving. And I kept telling myself I knew there was something I needed to check, and I was putting it off. I pulled the ECU just the other day, and that fucker was fried. So capacitors leaked. It leaked over the board. It had corroded half of it. <laughs> 85 bucks later, I should have a new ECU here uh, Monday or Tuesday, so I'm quite excited. I should have that car back up and going. So that's kind of been a lot of the changes going on with me since so many people have been asking, and I do appreciate it. Um, another huge update I don't think we ever covered on the podcast is I, I did have the Dodge Lancer off of Nate. I had went through and done quite a bit with that car, um, put a whole MSD uh, 6AL ignition on it, a Protronics coil, Put all new belts, hoses, wiper, motor. I mean, I really went through and I daily drove that car for six weeks. And then my fiance bought it off of me because she thought it was neat. It's a turbocharged manual transmission car. She wanted it. She is now the owner of it. And she's went through, purchased an entire timing set for her, window regulators. I mean, she's kind of went through the gamut to get it ready. And Nate's going to be completing the work on that car. And now uh, it appears she's going to be the owner of a rather nice 91 TSI all-wheel drive, um, five-speed, bone stock. Uh, I went ahead and drove it on its kind of maiden voyage, and I let her drive it back. Car runs good, needs just a little bit of TLC, you know, as they do. Uh, she's quite smitten with it, so it's looking like uh, she's going to go ahead and own that as well. So she kind of has her own neat little fleet going on. Um, currently, we're kind of looking at getting into a bigger place ourselves uh, with a garage. I've invested quite a bit of money in tools here in the Dayton area. been doing all my own wrench work. I've uh, kind of been looking at putting a craft works on the Miata. been looking at supercharging it and just... I've kind of went down the rabbit hole, kind of off the deep end, you know, how we do. So it's just kind of been a little bit of that, kind of the enthusiast gamut of looking to modify the cars, uh, get the Eclipse up to what I would call a, I can trust you, reliability standpoint, getting me out of the point where it tries to kill me more often, getting her set up with something that will be fast enough to kind of scare her a little bit and, you know, kind of teach her the respect of a car of that caliber, which with a, a Talon will not be hard at all. You know, free mod 16G. It already has a 255 pump. You know, we're pretty much there. <laughs> you, you know the deal if you listen to this podcast. But 
that's a pretty fairly good update for me. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of looking at pretty much taking me out of the track car status. Um, three to 400 wheel horsepower. The RX-7 <laughs> pulled the ECU out of it just this last weekend. Realized that it was not fried, and I fully suspect that the injectors are bad in the car. So I'm getting ready to order new injectors for it. Um, I do think the, the secondaries are stuck open. Uh, it's pulling a 10 to 8 uh, air-fuel ratio at idle, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm waiting for the EPA to either assassinate me <laughs> or just say, hey, you need to knock that shit off. So new injectors be coming for that before too long but again i appreciate everybody kind of following up with me the mirage is a goner i do still have the other cars the rx7 i now have the miata the eclipse um and i am engaged which as some people who have been longtime listeners might have heard me using the word fiance i'm not using it on this podcast so I am happily engaged to a woman who does enjoy wrenching. Uh, she was a big part of the Mazda Speed 3 uh, engine swap last weekend. So she's been very intimate in the hobby. Uh, she's very supportive of it. Um, it's certainly been a big help. <laughs> it, it's kind of helped me transition into to playing with this Miata and the RX-7 more. So... Again, that's a big part of it. I suppose things I want for the future is just to... I'm supposed to have the RPF1s on the, on the Miata this upcoming weekend. They're actually supposed to be done today, but uh, the tires won't be here till Monday, and thanks to work constraints, it, it is what it is. So I just have to wait five more days, and that's okay. Um, getting the RX-7 where it's ready to rip because I... There's not a car on the planet I want to drive more than that thing right now. Uh, just hearing it idle this last weekend was everything I needed to, to kind of reignite that fire in me. So as far as Nate goes, I guess to kind of speak for him until I can get him back on the podcast because he's been so damn busy. Um, he's kind of involved in his own accident with the Red Rocket with the F-250. Uh, somebody had kind of cut in front of him in a double turn lane. He got his truck back, um, so he does still have the Red Rocket, which which is nice. I, you know, we all love that truck. It, it's just been a true trooper. Um, he's got a handful of miles to speeds. He's got a miles to speed six, uh, three miles to speed threes, I believe, including the one we did the engine swap on. Um, he's just been a very, very super busy man, so... Best thing to do is just follow us on YouTube. Um, I am planning on filming with the Miata here very soon. I kind of dropped a teaser comment on the Mirage video. So y'all certainly need to kind of keep an eye out. Um, I'm going to start filming the outside portion of the Miata, the driving portion. I'm going to try to stitch it together basically in a one take, <laughs> kind of like I did with the Mirage, and I, I hope everybody will like it. The pandemic has certainly made everything challenging with part shortages and just the way everything's been, so I hope everybody's been well. I appreciate everybody who's kind of stuck through it. 
and I certainly appreciate the continued support. I know Nathan does as well. We love each and every one of our followers and fans. Um, follow the YouTube, follow the Instagram. It feels good just to kind of record a reintroduction episode. We're still here, we're still alive, and we hope all of you are as well. We are grateful for everybody who's been here. And don't hesitate to drop a comment on the YouTube, on the gram. Just uh, kind of let us know you're doing good. Let us know what you want to see. So this is Matt with PowerShift Media reminding you to modify, maintain, and drive your cars every day. And I look forward to hearing from you.